Hey everyone, this is Amanda Walker Story, and you're listening to The Thrifters. So today I'm super excited because for basically the first time ever, I have a guest. I'm very excited to have someone on who I can talk shop with. And so I would like to welcome Simona from Silver Sea Vintage. Thank you so much for joining me. Hi. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be speaking to you about my favorite topic. (laughs) I know, right? So do you have friends that thrift, like people in your community that that you hang out with that do this? Not really. I would say the people that I um, am friends with that do that kind of thing are my Rose Bowl flea market friends. So I would see them there. But um, otherwise, my friends don't have the patience. You know, anytime I've gone with anybody, they're just not really, you know, um, into it as much as I am. Yeah, it's the same with me. I don't have any thrifting friends that like are around me. I have... um all of my thrifting friends are like online and in other states or other areas. So we like talk about it online, but yeah. in my area, um, not really anybody who I thrift with. And I'm, I'm kind of a solo thrifter, to be honest. I enjoy yeah. going so, out on my own. Yeah. I don't want anybody to disturb me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, same. I kind of get in the zone. Uh, I kind of outlast anybody if I go with anybody because I do like to look at everything and it's almost like meditative for me. Like I really like to sort of, you know, look through every hunt. <laughs> yeah. I'm the same way. I'm like, um, you know, any other task you're, you're going to tell me I'm going to pull a 12 hour day. <laughs> I'm like, no way I'm not doing it. But if you're telling me I'm going to like leave early in the morning to go like estate sales and thrifts, I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, where's like my space diaper? Like I'm not taking a break. I'm not eating. I'm not drinking. (laughs) Same, same. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So there's more like us who just have that, (laughs) the endurance to, to make it happen for an entire day. And I also love to look at everything because that's where you really find like the treasure. Yes. Absolutely. No stone unturned. Yeah. I know when people are like, how do you find this stuff? It's like, well, I spend hours and hours and I look at everything. Like it's not, Mm -hmm. you know, a quick process. So yeah, totally. Yeah. So your shop is Silver Sea Vintage. And I noticed on your Instagram bio that it says that you have been doing this since like 1995. Is that right? Yeah. So, you know, I, I always loved shopping for vintage and I just always have too much stuff. I started having way too much. My closets were ridiculous. So then I just started, my husband and I would sell stuff on eBay, just, you know, our overflow basically. And, you know, just kind of like as a hobby. So yeah, I've been on eBay since like the nineties, you know, not selling a ton, but, um, and then always shopping, you know, <laughs> sometimes I would find things that were not my size that were just too amazing to leave. Um, it like hurts my soul to leave something amazing like that. So then I would pick stuff up and sell it. But, you know, the only the last few years, I would say I've done it seriously, but before that it was just kind of fun. Yeah. So I like eBay, I remember it, it started in the nineties. So you were kind of at the beginning of eBay. And that's so funny because I've like, I've bought on eBay since forever, but I've never gotten into the groove of selling on eBay. And I don't know what it is. It's really complicated. I I don't know why people think it's easy. It's so they make you fill out a million boxes, you know, everything Mm -hmm. from like, uh, you know, where you're going to wear it, what season, I mean, it's obvious what season things are. Um, and you know, you could sort of not fill out those things, but they still kind of push you to fill things out. Um, and then there's so many weirdos on eBay, whether it's, you know, telling you that, um, you're, not selling the right thing or, you know, it's the wrong, why, why are you pricing that to that? You know? <laughs> oh yeah. That's every platform. <laughs> uh, whether it's the weirdo shoe people with the, can you send more photos with your feet? <laughs> all of that, you get all that there because they just have such a wide audience. And then that is also their plus is that you have so many eyes on your objects. So, and recently I had like a really bad scammer thing um, which I'm still working on resolving, but you get all of that. So it's, yeah. So is that where you primarily list then is on eBay? That's like your main gig or Um, are you on other platforms? I'm on other platforms too. I, you know, since I'm doing this as my full-time gig, I, 
I started with thrilling now too. Um, I do Poshmark for more contemporary items. Uh, but also I've been putting vintage on there and not doing bad. And there it's really easy to list there because you don't have to weigh anything because the shipping is sort of a flat flight, which is great because you have to weigh things and something that's a code or sequins is always going to be uh, more expensive to ship, which is not great for a buyer. So um, that's one plus of that platform. And then sort of the younger Y2K stuff, I've been doing Depop. So trying to, yeah. you know, that's kind of mostly where I'm at. It's so funny because like the platform I've been on the longest is actually Depop, which is like a fairly new one. But I just kind of started, I started on Depop just because I was like selling mostly actually cosmetics because I'm a former makeup artist and I would get so much free makeup that was like unused. And I was like, oh, I'll just sell it on here. Later on, moved on to Etsy. I do shop thrilling now. And then I've done Fashion Constellate. And then Poshmark, I've been interested in, but I hear a lot of people being like, oh, everybody lowballs you. But everybody lowballs you on Depop. Yeah. Like the other day, I listed something for like $140 and someone's like 20 bucks. I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> exactly. I It's stupid, but you almost have to kind of factor that into your price. You just do. Sure. And I do, especially on Poshmark. And, you know, that's just the way it goes. I, I factor that in. And then I know in my mind what a good price is. And I go from there. But yeah, they do that on everything. You're right. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know why I've been avoiding Poshmark when I'm still getting lowballed on all the other platforms. Like I might as well just try it. Yeah. So you've been doing this a long time and you do this full time, you said. So yes. what is, what's like your, what's your day looking like? Well, <laughs> if I wanted, I would love to thrift, uh, to thrift every day, to look every day, but I have to also work. So um, I try and kind of source like about twice a week, I try and rail it in. But, you know, if I'm somewhere out of town or um, in another city, I'm going to, you know, be thrifting. I'm going to be looking for resale shops always, always, always. Um, and otherwise, you know, I'm either photographing, uh, washing, <laughs> um, you know, taking things to the dry cleaner, uh, you know, the tailor sometimes, um, and then listing, which is not really my favorite part and measuring, which I don't like either, but yeah. So a little bit every day, I wouldn't say like I do one thing, the same thing every day but I kind of like spread it out. Yeah. So I hear some people do like what they call batching where they just spend yeah. like one whole day doing measuring and one whole day doing mm -hmm. photographing. And yeah. I just feel like that for me, it feels a little oppressive. Like yeah. I like to do from, I like to grab something and be like, okay, I'm doing this. And then I do it from start to finish. And then yeah. I'm like, okay, you can get put away in the inventory. Exactly. I try and do like the things I'm most excited about, you know? So it's like, oh, I got this new stuff. Let's, you know, I'll photograph it, measure it, put it up all in the same day. That usually, I try and do that, like at least like maybe three, four items. I'm kind of slow, I feel like. <laughs> but, but that's what you're shooting for, like three, four items a day that yeah, you're listing? Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, that's the goal. Yeah. And sometimes I'll make myself like, okay, if you put these three things up, then you go thrift or source or whatever. Yeah. And that kind of motivates me. Yeah. It's so funny because like if I, if I uh, buckle down and I don't do the thrifting, if I don't do that and I go like, okay, I'm just going to list all day. I can list like eight, nine yeah. items in a day. Yeah. But if I like, you know, to just go see what's out there today then I can yeah. get like maybe three four things so I'm like Ugh. and you know you you mentioned um the thing that you're excited about and I want to know like if you experience this as well like I'm excited about everything when I grab it right <laughs> yeah every time and then somehow like you put it down it comes into your you know house into your space and you put yeah. it down and then if you don't list it right away do you find that it gets kind of stale for you? Yes. And I have a huge death pile. I am ashamed to say, um, I go up there and I kind of divide things. I'll say, well, this is winter. So let's put that aside. And, but there are some things where I'm like, why did I buy that? Like, it's not that great or, eh, you know, oh, I got to wash it. And mm -hmm. <laughs> it starts to kind of grow. But yeah, I mean, I try to, I've gotten a lot better, I think, at picking up things that I know, um, I really like, and that will sell ultimately. 
Yeah, yeah. I just noticed for myself, like, I'm super excited about everything I get. And if I come home and I list it right away, it seems like that energy or something sort of transcends and it's like a hit. But if I put it down and then I like keep thrifting (laughs) the next day and the next day, then all of a sudden I pick up the thing and I'm like, "Eh, I don't even know if I like this anymore. And it's just like, somehow it's lost it's luster within like a day when I was super excited the day before it's like always chasing the chasing the high or something yeah I think we're addicted (laughs) I know I mean yeah isn't the sourcing part the funnest part right it is and I really do believe you have to go out there to find good things like you know sometimes I'll just really feel like I have to and then I do And, you know, I find something amazing. So it's kind of hard to deny that, you know, it's true. Like the more you're out there, the more you find amazing things. Yeah. I always um, am reminded of, this is kind of a weird story. It's about my dog. My husband and I were living (laughs) in San Francisco and um, we had a, a dog. His name is Remy, a border collie. And we would walk him around the streets of San Francisco. And one day we like walked down a specific street And he found like a whole sandwich, like a big, huge (laughs) sub sandwich. And he was like pumped. Obviously, he's a dog. So he was like, yes, I found a sandwich. And so after that, every time that we would walk, he'd want to pull us down that street because he was convinced (laughs) that there was there was going to be a sandwich there again. And don't you feel like it's that with the thrift, too? You find something amazing and then you're like, yeah, but what if but what if they have the sandwich again? You know, like that that feeling. And I've seen you in your stories where, you know, you'll find, you know, a couple of great things, let's say like dead stock sixties, and then you have to like scour the whole store. Cause you're like, certainly there's more. And I've totally done that myself. And it's true. I mean, um, I remember one time I was at one and I found a courage sixties courage sweater and I'm like, wait, there's gotta be more. And I did find another one. So it's like, you know, it's that whole adrenaline and you know the whole like oh wait maybe there's more and then you find more and it's amazing and sometimes you have to go back like every day for like a week (laughs) yeah I've done that like I've gone and I would like I've I've also tried to interview the people who work at the various thrift stores and be like so tell me like what's your (laughs) method like what do you do so I can sort of formulate a plan (laughs) yeah do you put it all out do you guys like you know organize it do you when things are donated together do you like put them together and they're like no we just kind of put whatever like they're they're not as uh they're not thinking about what we're thinking about they're just doing their jobs so when I find something that I'm like oh no I think this has a matching piece to it it's usually out there and you do have to look and then if you don't find the matching piece the first day you might have to go back every day and you might have to stalk (laughs) the people who work there and ask them And um, some of them are nicer than others, but it's like, no, I'm not giving up on this, you know, this thing that I know. When you find like one piece, like whether it's like a suit or something, or like you could tell there's probably another piece and you're like looking for it frantically and yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're like, did somebody buy the other piece? Am I just not seeing it? It will haunt you. Yeah, it will definitely haunt you. Or there are the times that I found like one shoe. And I'm yes. just like, this can't, this can't be. I and know. I've uh, interrogated the people who work there and be like, did you hide this? Did you hide yeah. this? So can you, you can buy it. <laughs> check the back for this one shoe. Exactly. Oh my I gosh. Think you're crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they know me. I live in a small town. So like they know me and they do know that I'm crazy. And they're like, see me every day. Yeah. Usually. And they're like, okay, she's here again. This person who asks a lot of questions. <laughs> She's back. Yeah. Yay. I'm sure they, they love that. <laughs> so I'm curious, like, what got you into vintage? Like, what made you fall in love with vintage clothing? Was there a specific moment or a specific garment? Well, I've always been, like, way into fashion. I mean, as a child, like, I had my little Vogue subscription. I was, like, 11 or 12, and I would, like, study it like I was having an exam And, you know, looking at the photographs and I guess it's just sort of the whole fantasy and dream world 
that that whether it's like a big huge sleeve or like this amazing fabric whatever it is it's like that's what i fell in love with so how do you afford those things um <laughs> when you know you're just a normal person so um that's when i got into like thrift stores um resale shops flea markets and that's where i was able to you know kind of get my fix and find amazing things, beautifully made things, as you know, you know, vintage. Um, I think that's another thing. Like I hate, you know, the newer cheap fabrics, fabrication, like, you know, they don't last long. Um, and you find beautiful vintage items that are just amazing. Like the way they're made, they last. And, you know, it's hard not to fall in love with that. I mean, I love that. Yeah, it's true. Like, I can drag my hand along a rack and simultaneously like feel the right vintage thing, but also cringe several times at the modern (laughs) horrible textiles and be like, Ooh, I can't handle that. So when you like, is there a specific era that you really loved? I really love a lot. (laughs) Um, uh, I love like, 1930s kind of like gowns and that lingerie from that era, even though my body is not really that type. Um, I love like fifties, whether it's like, you know, the little novelty prints and all that. And I love forties. I'd say I collect like forties. I don't have as much now. I kind of sold a lot. Um, but I love like the forties rayon prints. Like, I just love that. They're so creative. And my background is um, I have an art degree and I did graphic design art direction for like over 20 years. I still do it. Um, So I love prints, you know, so that was kind of like the best era for amazing prints, I would say, is like the 1940s. They're so witty and, you know, fun. They had a sense of humor. Um, And then, you know, 60s, too. I love their prints, too. So I don't know. I love everything. I, I know the same way. Yeah, I really <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah, I love prints too. I love novelty prints and conversational prints. And um, yeah, if something has a cool print, like I'm suckered in immediately. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, not a lot of solids happening in my wardrobe. <laughs> and it's just more fun to. I don't know. It's like so much. It has so much more impact too, especially now that we have to sell on online and social media like when you put something up online it has to be like a wow moment for someone to stop and look at it and prints are really really great for that because people want to see what they are and especially in novelty print people really want to zoom in on and see what what that you know what that print is telling us they're so rare you know it's like that you don't find things like that so often and then you know new prints I mean there's some good ones but it's like you, you just don't find that sort of wit and I don't know, like whimsy, like they had before. You just don't, I don't think. Yeah. I think the forties and probably for me, the seventies, the seventies does forties prints are the best. They're the best ones. Like the art, you know, seventies does art deco prints are really great too. And even just those nylon shirts where they had all the crazy, like whether it's like photorealism or those other prints are so cool, like to collect and all that. Yeah. And it's so funny. Like once, you know, you're selling vintage and you can really reference all these time periods. Cause I'm like, oh yeah. So you'd have your forties prints and then you had the seventies doing the forties and then again, nineties doing sixties and seventies. And you're seeing those kind of prints then too. And I was wearing those kind of prints in high school yeah. that were just kind of, you know, complete knockoffs of 1970s prints, which 1970s prints were knockoffs of forties prints. So yep, I, I love seeing back. that. I know it's all cyclical it's so cyclical, and now everything like my daughter wears like Y2K stuff. Like that's what they're into or nineties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. My niece too. She, my niece sent me a mood board of like things that she's interested in. And I was like, Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. I know what I know. I your wore luck. All that. <laughs> I wore all of those clothes. All and then it. Does, doesn't it make you though? Like it sort of reinforces that little, that little hoarding thing we all have because you're like it does all come back so I can never get rid of anything yes you know that is a big problem and even things that I have gotten rid of I'll like sit and like reminisce like wow I really shouldn't have gotten rid of that you know like you know I wish I kept it but then it's like you can't keep everything that's really a struggle yeah it is it is and I mean I I think about like every vintage thing I've ever had and sold and like I should have kept everything every single thing that I've ever had but 
um, you know, thrifting in the in the nineties even was a lot different than it is now. I mean, sure do you was. primarily do you primarily use source through thrifting or do you I mean you mentioned the the uh, rose the Rose Bowl um, flea market you do? Yeah, I kind of do everything. I really enjoy thrifting. So I think that's why I do it. And I live, you know, in Los Angeles where there are tons of stores, you know, there's just anywhere you go, you'll find thrift stores and some will be great, you know, and then, you know, there's a lot of people that discard stuff, things that are, you know, new with tags and things have never been worn. And Um, so I do do that. And then I try to go to the Rose Bowl flea market when I can. There's other flea markets too. There's Long Beach flea market. That's great too. Um, with the pandemic, especially I did some online sourcing, which I never really did before. Um, and yeah, I found some great stuff that way too, but, um, I like the immediate gratification, I think (laughs) of going to a thrift store. Um, and also the whole, you don't know what you'll find, you know, which I guess Mm -hmm. is the same as online, but yeah, I do it all. Do you do estate sales? I don't, um, I have in the past and I don't like the whole vibe. Um, I don't like the, like, People are mean. Um, there's crowds of people. You have to wake up early. <laughs> there's just like too many negatives for me. And I think also being being in Los Angeles, um, the prices are really high. Um, if it was just buying things for myself, that's fine. But to resell, it's like I can't pay those prices. It's just not worthwhile. And you know, they're not even in perfect condition. You know, so it's like yeah, kind of crazy. Yeah. I was thinking that, I mean, being in Los Angeles, it's got to be really competitive with resellers. Like, I'm surprised that you're able to thrift as much as you do down there because other people I know who live in the area, they're like, oh, it's really tough out here. I think you just have to go all over and try to find like spots that are not as, you know, I used to live in Orange County. I had places down there that I like to hit. Um, The resale places here are great. Um, you know, meaning like crossroads, Buffalo mm-hmm. exchange, those places, I think, you know, and they get constant new merchandise. So even just going to those all the time, I say you find a lot of stuff because there's people getting rid of great stuff here. So I think True. it's, yeah. And, you know, when I've gone on vacation to New York, same thing, I'll go to those places and there's great things because people are shoppers there. So I think any place people like shop a lot, you're bound to find stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And where people care about how they dress. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I have gone to places where I thought, oh, this is going to be out in the middle of nowhere and there's going to be some great thrifting. And you're like, oh, wait, no, like everybody here just wears polar fleece. There's not anything here. Like there's not a fashion. People aren't dressing for things here, you know? So I do think that that factors in. But I feel like those places, like if, like my husband went to graduate school in Nashville. So, you know, I visited Nashville a lot and there was like a plethora of vintage there. I, you know, I don't know why, or, you know, now there's vintage stores there. So I would think it's not as, um, you know, lucrative, but now, but back then it's like, we used to find a lot of vintage there and cheap because they didn't care. Yeah, yeah. No, I've heard Nashville is good. I, I've yeah. heard that that's a good spot for for thrifting. That's interesting. Um, so, you know, I looked through your kind of your listings and I didn't find any sort of specific era that you just are like, this is my thing. You, you're very broad with what you're sharing. And I was just wondering, is there any like favorite thing you like to sell? Like that you're always grab and just love selling that particular thing? Or are you just kind of whatever you like? Well, my favorite thing, uh, I would say are dresses. I totally gravitate to like the showpiece, you know, like amazing dress that everybody wants, whether it's like, you know, for a party or like, that's my ideal thing to find. Um, whether it's like vintage designer, you know, I found like in the past, I found like Pierre Cardin, like some amazing things where you're just like, oh my God, you know, this is such a piece. Um, so those are probably my favorite, favorite things, but of course you don't always find that, you know? And, Mm -hmm. um, so I think, you know, 
I also just pick up whatever I'm attracted to, I guess I would say, you know, I love coats too, which is ironic living <laughs> down here. Yeah. I have way too many coats, but I think at least where you live up North, it's colder, but here well, it it's used like- to be, but these days it's like, you know, you might get a cold day every once in a while, maybe a few times a year, but when it's cold, it's like, oh, you're getting snow. And then it's like, I'm not going to wear my Lillian fur yeah. jacket in the snow. So it's like, when am I wearing these things? It's like the with, you know, with climate change and everything heating yeah. up, it's like here in California, the amount of time you can wear a good coat is getting smaller and smaller. It, yeah. For me, it's like a handful of days out of the whole year, which is so sad to me. <laughs> yeah. When I was in San Francisco, I would wear a coat pretty much every day because it was always kind of brisk and then the evening it would get very windy but coming up to um gold country in northern california i sort of thought oh yeah i'll have a good winter but it hasn't been it's really (laughs) not not enough winter to have like you know 15 vintage coats in the attic that's yeah yeah. but also like four leopard coats i'm like do i really need all of them uh probably not (laughs) <laughs> but they're probably all different silhouettes, maybe different yes, colors, and different fabrics, and different weights. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, you understand. <laughs> leopard is a neutral, so it is, it you is. Know, goes with everything. I love a yeah. leopard coat. I have several of my own too. Yeah, I love them. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Is there any particular thing that you found that like was your like the paramount of favorite things you've ever found and where did you find it yes or if there's a few things there yeah there probably are a few things I'll tell you two one is like my best best and I I was trying to find the photos too which I do have some photos of it but I was at the Pasadena City College flea market many years ago you know there's all kinds of dealers there you know some that specialize in clothes some that just have a whole bunch of stuff anyways I don't know why I started looking through a cardboard box of um, dresses or you know clothing and I look in there and I find this strapless dress with boning in it like you know mm-hmm. the good kind and I'm like wow like what is this it was like a, a silk organza I would say and I'm looking through and I'm like wow you know I'm already gonna get it it's already amazing just by looking at it and feeling it and then I look for the label it was vintage Christian Dior with wow. like the date on it I think it was like late 50s and it was $15. And yeah, that that's like way, way up there. And I've seen that dress. I think it was in the Met exhibit, <laughs> the same dress. Yeah. So, and I think I ended up selling that on eBay for not even that much. Like nowadays, that's one of those things where it's like, gosh, if I held on to that, you could add like a couple of zeros probably behind what I sold it for. But, you know, um, but that was amazing uh, for sure. Like I totally got super excited. Um, and then another dress, I, I can't, yeah, I did find that at a thrift store too, was a uh, Rudy Gernrick 1960s. And it kind of had that checkerboard fabric. Uh, and I think it was like purple and green. Anyways, the story about that, that is so fun is who bought it is. Um, so I sold it actually at the flea market because we would do the flea market once in a while and, um, the lady who, who saw it was so excited and she's like, Oh my God, I used to have this dress in the sixties and I got rid of it and I've always been looking for it. She, I mean, she could not have been more excited and she had to, after she bought it, she had to like sit down and have a cigarette because she was just so (laughs) (laughs) excited. And I was so happy for her. Like I was like almost excited as her. Cause I mean, I, I, I already thought it was like a great dress, but seeing her like find something that like, you know, reached out to her deepest, you know, emotions was so amazing. So those are probably one of the top two things I would say. Yeah. I found a Rudy Gernreich at a, in a state sale and um, I went the last day and oh, wow. was just like, no. 
you know it well it was like one of those estate sales where everything was really high priced the first day and it was crowded and i was like i don't like this so i just left and then i was like i'll go back the last day and just see no expectations you know and so i went back and i saw that dress and a couple other ones and then i um you know i bought it because it looked interesting i was just it didn't have the label where you would normally see the label i just thought it looked like a cool dress so i bought it and i brought it home and i had it on the rack and i kept staring at it and just staring (laughs) at it you know i mean like this is something you know when you get a feeling about it you're like this is something and like looking inside and i'm looking at the back there's no labels in it and so then I go get it on the floor, flip it upside down and see the Rudy label in the very bottom in the side seam. And I was just like, ah! yeah, a lot of those are in the sides there. Yeah. Yeah. And that was really exciting. And that was the first time I'd done anything like that and sent that one off to Hawaii to a collector. And that was, it was really cool. And there are some very serious Rudy collectors. Yes. Yes, there yeah, are. I, I know them. a couple yeah. of them, yeah. but um, yeah, I, I think I got that dress for $15 as well. Oh, wow. So that was that's really like nobody else found it. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And, and when I had taken a picture of it to share with people, nobody like recognized it. That's why I was like, no, I've seen something like this before. Yeah. And then, you know, you have to listen to your intuition sometimes. Yes. Like, well, very much so. Something. Yeah. I found that more and more as I've gotten older, it's like, you know, when you have that feeling, you're like, well, you know, it doesn't have a label or whatever, but it just looks special. Or, you know, you can just Mm -hmm. tell from the fabrication, the tailoring, like this is, you know, well-made. You should always, you know, listen to that voice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Listen to that voice. And then even sometimes I get that with, um, with sourcing, I call it the call of the wild where I'm like sitting and I'm just like, feel like, Oh, I should just go check that place out again. You know, I haven't yeah, been there in a it's calling you. <laughs> I told my husband last week, I said, Hey, you know, I haven't been to that, that Catholic thrift store that smells like mold in a while. <laughs> I don't know. I gotta go check it out. And then I found that, um, I don't know if you saw this, like an amazing pink sixties, like full length nightgown, you know, for a couple yeah. bucks. And I was like, I knew I needed to check out that moldy thrift store again. (laughs) (laughs) It was time. Yeah, it was time. But I, but that can be hard too, because anytime you get that little voice, you're like, yeah, but I have a pile of stuff here, you know, that voice and I are good friends. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you get that, uh, that sort of sense of urgency with vintage because it is like a limited, it's a limited resource. It's not something you can find forever. So you know, sometimes do you feel like you have to buy it when you find it? Yeah, but I try and edit myself because, you know, it's, you know, some things are not that special. Like I find so many 50s and 60s, just sort of simple black dresses, mm-hmm. which are beautiful. They're made well, but, you know, I'm probably not going to sell it for very much. And they're, you know, kind of a dime a dozen So I try and not pick up those things just because I feel like, you know, they're not as special. Whereas probably in the past I used to, you know, yeah, but I have limited space, you know, like everyone does. And, um, you know, you just have to sort of make those hard decisions. No, Um, I'm right there with you with any, with any black dresses, it feels like they're hard to sell. They are. They just don't photograph. Well, I've got Mm -hmm. some, I've got like a beautiful 1930s, uh, long black velvet gown and you know I'll get likes and no one's bought it I'm like if you saw this thing in person you know you would love it it's just amazing but yeah black is just very difficult I think to get you know convey online yeah you know the other thing I leave behind now is really tiny things it's very hard to sell the really tiny things like right now on my rack I have quite a few um, 1930s pieces that are like 23 24 inch yeah. waists and then they have these like super child size yeah super slim hips and it's just like uh, and if you can't get it on a mannequin yeah it's even harder to sell it yeah, has to like look presentable so I just very rarely pick up those tiny sizes these days they're just harder to they stick around too long yeah for I agree yeah and what about like uh damaged things are you, do you buy damaged things? Do you do the mending and stuff on your own or do you? I'm horrible at that. Um, I could sew a button. I could, you know, maybe do a little bit of a seam, 
but I'm not great at it. So, um, you know, I had a seamstress and now she's like too busy. So I'm trying to find somebody else. So there's like, I have a huge bag of things that need to be amended. So unless something is truly, you know, rare or amazing, I try not to pick up things that have damage, you know, if it's a little Mm -hmm. thing, that's fine. But, you know, it kind of is painful sometimes, but you kind of have to draw the line. Otherwise it gets ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's, uh, I think I used to be more willing to pick up those damaged things and I still have those damaged things <laughs> like sitting here. Um, exactly. Nowadays I'm like, Ugh, not so much. I can, you know, I could get, do a seam or a button or, you know, work on a stain, but I just don't have the patience for it. And I try and think about, which I'm sure you do too. I try and think about like, well, how much time is that going to take mm-hmm. me? Because that's good. That should, you know, get into your, you know, pricing strategy too. Is like, well, you know, I have to wash it, you know, sometimes with stains, you have to wash it three times. Um, and then, you know, I have to mend it. I had something where I had to remove all the buttons, you know, wash it maybe two times and then put the back buttons back on. And it's like, well, how much time did that take? You know, it's like, it all starts to add up and I don't have a lot of time. So, um, it kind of doesn't really make it worth it, unfortunately. Yeah. It's a labor of love for sure. Like we're, I don't think really very many of us are getting paid like an actual fair wage for the amount of work that it takes to, to do this. Yeah. Honestly, like with all of the, the time commitment and everything, it's like, you know, sometimes make a hundred dollars on a dress and you're like, yay. But really, if you were to break it down, I'd be like, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Is there anything super weird that you found or like remarkable, not because of its, you know, label or anything, but something just weird? I would say the latest thing I found that was just weird. I don't know if it was like a Halloween costume or what. It was just like, I would say probably from the 60s, this t-shirt that had this big rubber prosthetic nose on it. And it was so weird when I found it. I'm like, what? is this? And of course I, you know, looked it up and someone had one and, um, it was, it is from the sixties and I, I don't know what it, you know, you know how they have those gag, um, mm-hmm. little gifts. I think it was that, I think it was like in a box with like, you know, a funny little saying at the top and then you open it, like, are you nosy or something like that? So that was kind of weird. And then, um, you know, just the weirdo kind of dolls that you see sort of like, <laughs> Do you um, sell things besides clothes? So like home goods or other things like that? I have some and I haven't listed a lot. You know, um, the shipping part is what sort of puts me off. You know, I'm very Mm -hmm. scared it's going to break and things like that. So um, I do have some, but I would say they're kind of just sitting there in my death pile. Um, They're not, you know, I'm not very motivated. So now I don't really pick things up unless it's for myself. Yeah, I I think I'm kind of the same way too. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to expand and start selling these vases. And then I think about the same thing, shipping. And I'm like, I don't want to deal with like someone receiving something that's broken. That is a nightmare. Yeah. And the the time and then the packaging and, and the heavier things. I'm just like, even with coats, like I love selling coats, but they're so expensive to ship. Yeah. um, It's just like not really worth it. I don't really pick them up anymore. That's why I'm going to put more things like that on Poshmark because it's just a flat like $8 because their shipping is, it's the same price for up to five pounds. And I don't think I've, I think I've only gone over five pounds one time, but that um, I bought a coat on there too. So that is one positive on that platform. It's true. And thrilling as well. They cover the shipping. So right, that's a good idea because I cover shipping on my Etsy shop it's all free shipping unless it's international. And sometimes that really stings a little bit when you're like, Oh, this code is a hundred dollars, but I spent $30 of my own money to ship it. (laughs) Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You sound like a very experienced seller. And on this podcast, we have a lot of like new people, new sellers listening to it. So I try to impart bits of wisdom. Um, Is there anything that you feel like a valuable lesson you've learned or any, anything like that? Well, I do think you have to, I mean, with, you know, with time you get more knowledge, but I do think you have to trust your gut. Like what we talked about where maybe something doesn't have a label, but it looks amazing or you think it's amazing. I go ahead and buy it, you know, and put Mm -hmm. it up. I think there are other people out there that are like-minded and would appreciate um, the same thing. I didn't believe that at first, I think when I started and now it's like, no, you know, this is good. I love it. Someone else might love it too. And I think you do have to sort of believe that. And, you know, in that same vein, it's like, don't, uh, leave things behind. <laughs> I've, you know, I have regrets where I'm like, why didn't I buy that? Like I, you know, and especially, you know, if it's a reasonable price, obviously if something's very expensive, you have to be a lot more um, careful, but you know, there are things where I didn't pick up that I still regret, which is kind of crazy, but I think, you know, um, vintage, like you said, is limited. So, you know, there will be opportunities to buy things and um, those opportunities will never come up again. You will probably never find something again. So it's like, buy it. Or, you know, I'll get emails from people where it's like, oh, do you still have this? It's like, no, I don't. You know, that's why you need to jump on it when um, it's up. You know, I I don't know if I'll ever find it again, you know. Yeah, it's true. And it sort of feeds that frenzy in that, that, like I was saying, that sense of urgency we all feel about, you know, going out and getting things. And then that that should translate to buying because I get the same thing. Like we'll have something in their cart for ages yeah, and then it sells and they're like, wait, that thing that was in my cart for a month, where is it now? It's like, you got to jump on it. I mean, I feel like it's uh, kind of becoming a trope now, but you know, nothing haunts you like the vintage you didn't buy because you will not stop thinking about it. I mean, if you're like us, you know, where you just never forget that thing that you left behind or sold possibly. Yeah. Have you ever um, sold something and then regretted it and then found it again? Oh, that's a good question. No, I've never found it again. (laughs) Um, I've, I, let's see, I had a a vintage Poochie dress that I really loved. I actually wore it to my daughter's baptism. So it was well photographed. Um, but I kind of regret selling that because I was like, that was really cool. And it was my size and, um, I've never really, um, found it again. I mean, you know, especially now it's probably going to be like $600 or something, Mm -hmm. but I, you know, I more regret the things that I see that I don't buy. Like at the thrift store, I found, um, not the thrift store, actually at a flea market, I found a Poochie like luggage piece. It was like, I think it was like a little kind of like a train case and, you know, it was expensive. And, um, I walked away and I like thought about it and then I went back and it was gone. And the person who bought it has a famous store (laughs) in LA. And I was like, of course, like I should have bought it. Um, and then, yeah, things at the thrift store too. I found these crazy boots and, I don't know why I didn't buy them, but they haunt me. They haunt me a lot. And I look online for them and I don't see them. <laughs> yeah, I do that too, where like I sell something and then um, years later, like for whatever reason, I think about it and then I'm like, how do I buy these things again? How do I buy yeah. them back somehow? That's not usually very successful. <laughs> no, like- and it, I feel like it's a special mental disorder. <laughs> Mm-hmm. like stop thinking about that it wasn't meant to be so you mentioned you have a daughter does she like vintage as well she likes the more the newer stuff I think when she was young I dressed her in all kinds of stuff like a Christmas card I, I did one time she had like a 40s coat with a little hat 
um, with my dog next to her. So it was really cute. But now, yeah, I think she's more into like the 90s Y2K. She doesn't really like thrifting because um, she said that I did it too much with her as a child. So now she's over it. And I'm like, okay. So I'm basically like her personal shopper. So um, you know, I'll find things for her, but I mean, she's also liked, um, seventies dresses, like and eighties too, you know, it depends on the item. She just cleaned her closet. So I got a whole bunch of great stuff <laughs> to be able to list. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. I have a son and I dress him in vintage, um, mostly seventies just because it's so much more uh, well-made than modern yeah. kids clothes. Like yeah. I find seventies kids clothes and they're durable and like he can wear those jeans for ages. And then, you know, if I buy him a pair of jeans at target, he falls down once and like blows out the knees. So yeah. he wears a lot of the vintage seventies stuff, but I always think like, there's not anybody who's gonna be that excited about my vintage collection, you know, when I'm gone. So right. I guess I'll just have like a super good estate sale estate. someday <laughs> because, you know, my sister doesn't work. I have a, a sister who's four years younger than me. She does not like anything old. She is oh, a very really? like oh. everything contemporary, shiny, like we have opposite houses, you know, hers oh, looks like a hotel so lobby. Mine looks like the Adams family. Like we're very different. I'm like, oh, what's going to happen to all my stuff? You know, I yeah. think about that. When saying that too, one of the, another tip I think is that um, a lot of vintage um, you could wash yourself too. I think you know, like a lot of contemporary things need to be dry cleaned or are so delicate. But a lot of vintage is so much more durable and so much more yeah, I mean sustainable because you people didn't go to the dry cleaner like ever, you know? So mm -hmm. it's like you could hand wash the rayon, this, that. So I think that's also a great tip is that you could wash your own things. Yeah. I mean, I think my favorite things to, to buy these days are like polyester. 70s polyester might be the most sustainable thing ever because it's going to literally last forever and you yes. can throw it in the washing machine. Like it is, you can't kill it. It's yeah. gonna live forever. It and washes um, so well. Like if there's a stain, so, you're like it comes yeah, right out. It just <laughs> it, you can like blow on it and it comes out. It's yeah. so crazy. Yeah. But also I love like Edwardian cotton. It's amazing oh. because it really washes well. You can put it out in the sun, any spots are lifted. You can like it's just um the fact that it's over a hundred years old and it's like still kicking yeah. is amazing. That's amazing, yeah. But then you look at these modern textiles that are at the thrift store and they're like six months old and they're pilled and falling yeah. apart and stressed at the seams. It's it's a uh, it's kind of sad. And it really is. Like, nobody wants that. <laughs> like you don't want it six months after you bought it. It's and not then it's good. Like, that's why it kind of continues the cycle. That's why they buy new more new clothes is because they kind of don't, you know, last. So it's yeah. kind of sad. Do you personally buy mostly secondhand or do you buy contemporary or a mix? I buy almost, yeah, I buy mostly all, uh, you know, resale, like um, mm -hmm. whether it's on, yeah, mostly online, only if I really, really can't find something that I need, will I, you know, buy new, but yeah, I love shopping secondhand. I love Lillian coats too. I know you, you have some, um, I think the last thing I bought for mother's day for myself was <laughs> a, a Lillian coat. It was like leopard fabric. Yeah. So most I do too. I definitely, yeah. It just feels weird to go into a store now. Um, sometimes we'll go into like a Nordstrom rack or something. My husband needs something and I look at everything on the racks and I'm not even tempted by any of it. I'm not interested in it at all. And I guess so much of it just references vintage clothing yeah. that it's like, why not just get it secondhand and thrift it? And also the prices, right? I mean, I cannot believe some of the prices mm -hmm. on some things that are not even well-made. It's like you're charging 300 something dollars for a dress that is not even well-made. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. They're paying for their advertising budget. Like they're not even paying for the fabric or, you know, the workmanship. So it's just, I, that's the other thing that turns me off about new things. It's like, that, that's a crazy price for what it is, you know? Yeah. And that's what makes it so crazy when people come to us and they're like, your prices are too high. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, 
I'm asking $100 for something that's super top quality that has lasted all this time that's rare. Unique. Yeah. And unique. And yeah. that, you know, I put a lot of time and energy into finding for you. And this is like probably one or a few of a kind, you know, maybe not always one of a kind, but they don't, um, don't bat an eye or, or question spending $300 on, you know, a high end label or more like, you know, $5,000 on a label, people who have buy purses or designer pieces like that. Yeah. can feel like, you know, why don't you think my thing is worth it? Right. Do you, think that yeah. do you think there's still like a stigma around thrifted or vintage clothing that it's like used or somehow like should be cheaper because it's used? I think what bothers me is um, that, you know, like if an influencer or someone famous gets something vintage, then it's okay. It gets like the stamp of approval mm-hmm. for young people anyways. I, I mean, older people, I, I don't think are influenced that way. So it's like, you know, now I think with younger people, it's totally, you know, popular to thrift, to get things secondhand, which is great in the scheme of things, of course. But it's funny because it's not really, I think, because it's sustainable or whatever. I think it's because of what everyone else is doing, you know, it's yeah, kind of okay yeah. now. But um, I mean, if that's what it takes, then, you know, that's great. More power to yeah, them. It was know? not cool when I was a no. teenager to thrift. It was like, yeah. you wear thrift store clothes. Me too. You'd have to like lie about it. Yeah, yeah, totally. But now I see a ton of teenagers in thrift stores and and they're like into it. And yeah, I agree. Like if they're, I don't care why they're into it as long as they're shopping sustainable and, and not buying new things. But even older people too, yeah. I think, because it's like, you know, um, women who like designer goods, for example, it's like, they're okay now buying a used, let's say Louis Vuitton bag on the real real because they're going to save like $500 or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned like an influencer, like a celebrity wearing something vintage, and then that becomes, you know, something people want. And it reminds me of probably the only time I sold something on eBay or circling back to eBay was um, Justin Bieber wore a vintage Nirvana t-shirt to like the, uh, the MTV Music Awards or something. And I saw a picture of him wearing it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I have that t-shirt from the oh, 90s. Wow. Like, I had bought it for my boyfriend in the nineties and he didn't like it because it was, um, the heart shaped box song. And so it had hearts on it. And he was like, Oh, I don't like it. It's got hearts on it. And I was like, fine, I'll keep it. And I kept it all these years. That's why he's an ex. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. So I kept it all these years and then saw Justin Bieber wearing it. And I was like, ah, so I jumped on that and I put it on eBay and it sold for like 500 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was like the only time I ever sold anything on eBay. (laughs) That's so funny. It's like, it's so true though. It's like so many things that are like that and vintage t-shirts, that market is insane. I wanted to watch this one video. I haven't watched it yet, but you know, like in the thousands, which is crazy. And I've sold my vintage, like 90s shirts. I still have some, but I remember I sold one that was like, I mean, torn up. It was a cocktoo twins t-shirt and it was like I was like well can I even sell it it's like it's it was a hot mess it was really torn I I used to sleep in it it was just and um yeah I got like a lot of money for it so I was like okay yeah yeah the t-shirt the t-shirt people are like their own thing they're super serious super competitive or two like they're just like hanging out by the t-shirts all day (laughs) I have we have that here like every thrift store I, I see them and I see them at estate sales and I see them at flea markets, but like, I don't even go there because I mean, I know what to look for and I kind of, you know, intuitively would be like, Oh, that looks cool to me. And I know about the single stitch thing, but it's yeah. just not, it's not my style and it's not my um, audience, I think. So in those situations, I just sort of leave it to the person that that's their thing yeah. because like, then I'm getting into being all competitive with these people and it's like, I don't even really love that thing. So why am I getting competitive about it? Yeah. So um, those, the t-shirt people and the the denim people, I'm just yeah. like, you guys go for it. That is not me. You can have that. Like I've gone to estate sales where there's like a team of them, like, five strong team and they're like you know oh, walking yeah. walking you don't let you <laughs> buy it's just like yeah they're, they're, 
they're usually bros it's true yes. and they're very aggressive and i'm just like i'm not i'm not interested in that i'm here for the sleeve porn like i'm just yeah. looking for the sleeve that's what i'm here for everybody yeah not a, i'm non-threatening okay yeah but i don't want to get involved in that either it's it's like its own little world and over in LA, it's like super competitive with that. Like they, I think they do it like a job. Like they're there every mm -hmm. single day. They hang out in that section. But I mean, because it is so lucrative, they're selling them for like hundreds of dollars. So, but yeah, yeah. if I find something, you know, probably stuck in the dresses, I'll get it if it's something that I like. But yeah, I'm not going to really do that. I'm not seeking it out. Yeah. Not really, no. Yeah, I think that that um people like you and you talked about you like dresses I like dresses I just tend to stick it with that because I feel like my enthusiasm for it sort of shines through yeah and then the times that I try to branch out I'm like oh I'm gonna I don't know maybe do a t-shirt it's just kind of like flops like nobody is expecting <laughs> it from me <laughs> it'll yeah I don't know it just sort of the energy isn't there or something yeah that sounds weird but I really I feel like that that happens so it's do you true. think that there's enough vintage for everybody? I mean, I thought about that. It's like, you know, there's, you know, there's millions of people in America and all over the world too. And so they all wore clothes, right? In, in those times. So, and not everybody now likes that. So you would think that there is. So I like to think that there is, I'm optimistic. <laughs> Yeah. And anywhere yeah, I've gone, like, you know, when I go on vacation, if I've been, you know, to Europe, um, to Japan, I'm, I've shopped vintage always. Um, and, you know, there's vintage there too. It's like, you know, there is a huge supply out there. So I think, you know, the um, older stuff, like I love 1920s too. Um, that stuff, I think. And like you said, the Edwardian, that definitely is, you know, not, there's not going to be as much for sure. And there's not going to be as much that's not damaged as well. Mm -hmm. So that stuff. And I, I guess as we get older, you know, things will start to sort of fade out, you know, there's going to like, I, uh, you, like you mentioned, it's like the new stuff, like the nineties and two thousands, there's like a ton everywhere but mm -hmm. like the really old stuff I think you know you just don't find it as often yeah and with the really old stuff it just starts to naturally degrade over time like these yeah. silk dresses they shatter the beading yeah. and and like the dyes are not as you know long lasting and start like they just start to naturally disintegrate yeah. basically and so like not only is the rarity and the age it's like time is against us with its actual structural integrity too yeah. And that's funny you said that because, um, very recently, like a few weeks ago, I found this 1940s coat and it had like a beaver collar and it, and I was like, I was like, do I really need another coat? Not for myself to sell, but just it's, you know, it takes up a lot of space and because it's 1940s, it was like quilted and it was like super heavy. And I was looking at it and it was like pristine. And I was like, how can I not get it? It's like, it was in great shape. You know, it's like, how often do you find it where it doesn't have little holes or like, you know, all that. So I was like, I'm going to get it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to make space for it. But it's like, when you do find it in really great shape, it's like, you have to pick it up. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And with coats, like, I do think that they are well-made and they're made to last. So yeah. the lifespan of the coat, if it's lasted this long, looking great, it's going to last, you know, a yeah. lot longer, but you know, yeah. with some of those early textiles in the 1920s and thirties, they can be heartbreaking because yeah. you see what they were and you're like, Oh, but it's shattered. And what can I do with this? And, you know, like taking it apart or trying to, yeah. you know, salvage pieces of it is sure just like, <laughs> Yeah, trying to do whatever you can and still knowing that like you're not really going to increase its lifespan by much by yeah. doing that. It's still the, that's the sad part I think of our job seeing yeah, that. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. Um, you know, you brought up too like the newer vintage like the 90s and the Y2K. One thing that I have noticed with um specifically older sellers than I think we are, um they don't want to believe that 90s and Y2K are vintage or are sellable or valuable. Have you come across that? 
Um, yeah, I see that people like don't specialize in that, you know, they'd really stick with like the older stuff. And I mean, I just think it's like a personal choice. You know, I, like I mentioned before, I just love so much, you know, in fashion, it's like, I could find something from every decade that I could appreciate. And there are some great pieces, you know, so it's like, I don't poo poo it, you know, I think, you know, um, for younger people, it is new for them. Like they've never Mm -hmm. seen it before. And that's why they appreciate it so much more. Uh, it's hard for us in a way. Cause it's like, you know, I'll tell my child, Oh, I have this exact same dress, you know? And it's like, and I still have a lot of my vintage, um, Betsy Johnson, you know, punk label or the, the old label. I used to wear a lot of that. So it's like, I, I have a lot of it. She wears it. And then sometimes I'll sell it. But, um, it's, you know, I, I appreciate it. So I, I don't just stick to the older stuff. Yeah. And it's more like readily available and it's still affordable and you can make a lot of money on it. So I always tell people like, don't poo poo the nineties on the Y2K. And especially because the younger people who are starting to get into vintage, that's what they're looking for and they're buying it. And if you can sort of get that customer when they're, you know, just starting out buying vintage, you might have a customer for a really long time. Yeah, you know? I agree. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a vintage snob. I know a lot of people really are, even with decades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's got to be so limiting. I can't imagine. I know. Um, yeah. I know some shops that have finally started to expand where they're like, we only do 40s. And now they're like, ooh, this is getting really tough to like have a steady stream of 40s. Maybe I'll do like some 60s and 70s or even newer. So yeah. I think that's I mean, a huge commitment. Yeah, sorry. Especially if you want to do it as like your full-time gig. I mean, how much of that stuff are you going to find? It's going to be harder and harder. And um, for myself, maybe because I don't have a lot of it, I find it actually harder to move like some of the older stuff. Like I have 40s things that are just sort of sitting there Mm. (laughs) for a long time. And I'm not going to sell them super cheap because I know their value. Yeah, it's the same for me when I find them and they're in good condition and I know yeah. that they're rare, they're going to be a higher price point and yeah, yeah they're not going to move as quickly, but I'm not going to lower the price just because yeah. it's 1940s and it's a gown or whatever, like exactly. the right person will come along, hopefully. Um, so what is your ultimate paramount dream fantasy find? You said that this is something you could talk about for I ages. Really I was like making a list. <laughs> Well, okay. I found a lot of stuff just because I've been shopping forever. So I'm going to talk about the stuff that I would like to find. So mm-hmm. uh, I've never found Sandra Rhodes. I would love to find mm-hmm. the Sandra Rhodes dress. All I would pass days. out. I would right? pass out. Yeah, I would yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I have, I love Alaya in the eighties and I actually have found one time I was going to mention this earlier. One time I found four in the same thrift store. Two of them were like this really unusual print. He did like a ribbon print one time and a butterfly print. And I found those. So that was like probably one of my highest days. Um, But uh, I would love to find like a vintage 50s Hermes Kelly bag, like the old ones. That would be really cool. Um, I love the um, 80s designer, Stephen Sprouse. I was like a big Mm -hmm. fan of his. I had some of his pieces. I'm always looking for that. So anything by him, I would love. Um, he kind of had like a punk aesthetic, which I really liked. Um, what else? Um, I always, I'm always looking for old Poochie, you know, something unusual with a great print. Um, I think that's it. I'm trying to think. Well, I hope now that you said it out loud and made a list that you right? manifested those things. <laughs> I hope so. And then too. you will find them. I'm gonna say one of mine out loud. I want a Poochie cape. Oh yes. I you know what else love. that I almost found? I did find is one of those vinyl Courage jackets. So I was at a thrift store a long time ago and I found a vinyl orange Courage coat with white trim, like full on 60s, but it was, you know, that vinyl and it had it was ruined. Mm-hmm. It had, you know, peeling, flaking, yeah. and it broke my heart, but I had to leave it behind. There's just no saving it, but I would love to have one of those, you know, in a gray yeah. color, like green or orange or something. 
Yeah, I wonder if you can find those that are still in good condition. I bet storing them, you'd have to store it in a specific way, like yeah. to make it last. Because I can't imagine finding one of those that doesn't have that issue. I think they're just not. Yeah, made I, I've seen people sell them online, um, so I guess you know they probably stored them properly. But I would love to find that. But that's yeah, that would be crazy. <laughs> yeah. So. What is, do you think, your shop's biggest challenge? Um, I, th I think the whole death pile thing. I, I wish I had, uh, I mean, I've thought about getting like an assistant or help because my hours are limited. There's only so many hours in a day mm -hmm. and I have other stuff going on in life. Um, so, you know, I wish I had just more time to move things to like the actual list listing part the measuring part. Um, so I think that just time, I think is a challenge. Um, I love what I do. Um, I think I've been the happiest ever doing this of any other job I've had to do. Um, so that's a big thing. Cause you know, you want to enjoy life. <laughs> so I think, you know, even though it's a lot of work, like you mentioned, I just think, you know, I really enjoy it. Yeah, so, it's very rewarding. It is. And I love it when people love, you know, what they get from me. It's so fun to hear. And they're like as excited as I would be when I get something I love. Yeah. So where can people find you now? Like what are your, you mentioned your Poshmark. Where else are you at? So um, I am on eBay, on Poshmark, on Shop Thrilling, and on Depop. And I have an Instagram, Silver Sea Vintage. And are all your shops under Silver Sea Vintage? Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. So we, they, people can find your shop there. And um, I just want to thank you so much. It's always so nice to just be able to talk to somebody who does what we do. Yeah. It's a... Um, not everybody speaks this language. Yeah. So, um, or it's, gets excited very, about this. <laughs> yeah. Or gets excited about this. And um, it's just very exciting to talk to somebody else who loves what they do like I do so thank you yeah, so much same. And for thank the you time. this was so fun I loved it <laughs>